Welcome back to City on a Hill Gaming, a tabletop RPG actual play podcast. Let's meet the team. Hi, I'm Grant, and I'm the GM. Hi, I'm Peter, and I'm playing Faramond Bahar, Human Paladin. Hi, I'm Daniel, and I'm playing Ansel, the Inquisitive Rogue. Hi, I'm Ryan, and I'm playing Ruach, the Air Genasi Shepherd. Hi, I'm Ben, I'm playing Reepsy Piven, the Satyr Druid. Hi, I'm William. I'm playing Myaston Zarbrex. I am a Dragonborn wizard. We hope you enjoy our show. Uh, welcome back to City on Hill Gaming. I, you'll just have to say to the end to hear all of that nonsense, because most of it's going to get left in. Um, I am Ryan. <laughs> Joining me as always, Grant. Hey. Peter. Hello. Daniel. Huh? And Ben. Hi-ho. William is uh, recovering from surgery. Uh, but hopefully he'll be back next time. Indeed, and we um, wish him well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, unexpected surgery is never fun. Um, Indeed. So, yeah, <laughs> Grant, go nuts. Um, yeah. I, it, before I do that, William, I've been in the ER like twice in the past three weeks. I hear you, buddy. So it sucks. Um, okay, so we left off uh, in a similarly desperate-ish situation slash location. Uh, you all had cleared out sort of a secret oasis, gotten rid of a venom-infested troll that was uh, polluting that underground oasis, saved some myconids in their colony, befriended, shall we say, uh, an underground ring of non-fighters. And, um, yeah, call back, wait till the end of the show for that one. And okay. I, I was proud of it. I'm, I'm proud of you. Uh and then moved north to the Great Crossroads Oasis, where you found something a little unexpected. You've, you knew or suspected that there was a gray giant hostel there, a, a, what you assume is some sort of hotel slash market slash something to, to purchase wares and stay at and hydrate and all that sort of thing. And, you know, just get your refreshments. They're certainly offered at a at a price, and what you really didn't expect was the surprisingly large encampment around what was once the Great Crossroads Oasis. There are broken down wagons all over the place, and it's, it's, there's probably five or six dozen people that you can see as you crest a dune and look out over Ooh. this would-be town out here in the desert. That is deeply oh. unexpected. Supply okay, and demand so indeed. The we the the hostel or we were kind of anticipating did not I did not call the array of broken down wagons. Indeed. Some stuff that's obvious as you first take a look here. Um, these are not exactly ruined, but it looks like the wagons have sort of been disassembled to a certain degree. They're, uh, and maybe broken down is the wrong word, maybe more repurposed. It looks like they sort of have been made a little more permanent in a lot of cases. They're not really going anywhere. The other thing you notice is that they tend to be sort of clustered. It's not one continuous 
mass. They're sort of like little clusters around this building, uh, groupings of maybe six or eight here, seven, maybe even up to 12 there, that sort of thing. Um, so it's less like one town and maybe more like a couple of camps very close like they've around the central figure. Like like flea market stands or like they've they, just cut the wheels off them, slapped roofs on them, and they live here now? Um, it's not quite that bad, but it kind of looks more like, well, we clearly aren't going anywhere for a bit. We need to repurpose some of this into slightly sturdier shelter that can hold up against sandstorms. So people are living in their wagons outside the hostel. Yes. The hostel, it should be noted, is, I mean, it looks like a nice two-story inn how, about that size. How, how many it definitely does not have room. I mean, it's it's exactly what you would expect in a, a town maybe like Sajarun, where you left, you know. Um, your average fantasy inn. In a your average fantasy town. inn. 12 to 14, well, 12 to 14 rooms is maybe underselling it. Say room for probably 30 people at most. Okay. And they have 20-ish times that? Not not 20-ish times that. Remember, we're, your caravan that you traveled with had like one to two people per wagon. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Right. But you would guess there's maybe 60-odd people out here, just, you know, sta standing and counting. Maybe there's more inside. Does everyone seem calm? You're really too far away to tell. Okay. You're just sort of, you're watching people from a ridge at this point. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and, and the other thing to note is that you can tell that these are kind of clustered almost defensively. There's a, from each other or from a like, circled wagon? All around, it sort of feels like. They're like okay. little, like I said, they're like little camps around that are all sort of individual and oddly isolated seeming despite their proximity to each other and to this gray giant like, hostel. If it's coexisting but not mingling. Yeah, they're 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 big cheery waving giant figure painted on the side. <laughs> all um, right. Okay. Okay, sure, why not? Um, all right. I guess I... we Yeah. Yeah, um... Aramon just kind of glares. Uh -huh. He doesn't even say anything. He just kind of glares. There's lots of glaring in this episode. Lots of glaring. Yeah, I mean, the sun's yeah. really bright. Not that kind of glaring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the sun is probably the least it's of the glaring true. that's going on. Come it's on. probably the least glaring glaring, for that oh. matter. Yeah, Fairmont, do me something else real quick. All right. I'd like you to roll me a perception check. All right. I'm actually pretty good at this. Give me just a you moment You sure here. are. You always are. I know what characters you make. Vigilant ones. <laughs> 17? Yep. Cool. There, you see up um, a little bit of the geography here. The Great Crossroads Oasis is at a, um, a sort of Y-shaped fork in the roads here, right? To the northwest, the Shard Pass Trail leads 
deep into the mountains, the Raskian Mountains. Um, another leg of the High Wastes Road leads east-northeast, kind of, to another oasis, or, well, what was previously another oasis, through a little, there's some mountains, but there's, it's kind of a smaller spur of that Araskian range, uh, and then it eventually heads up that way, but not after, not before passing through some more desert, and it ends up really becoming the Odor High Road, going uh, further that direction. This, okay. so you've got hills to the north, uh, some kind of sharp hills and uh, and approaching mountains kind of to your really at this point to y'all's west up in the hills behind the oasis where you're looking because you're kind of looking at it from the south you see what you are almost certain is a pair of people watching this from very far away. Kind of on the other side of where you are. Hmm. It's hard to spot, but... I will nudge my nearest companion and point this out to them, just so I'm not the only one looking at this. Uh, Is this watching the hostel or watching us watching the hostel? Hard to say. It's... Again, the distance is such that it's almost impossible okay. to tell. But we know they're up there attentively watching there. something. Certainly kind of, their attention seems to be down this way. Um, Fascinating. Yeah. Are we in the same hexagonal area as the the actual oasis now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Boop. Huh. Uh, time of day. Let's see, I believe I said, you know, I don't remember what I said last time. It's been a couple of months. I I can't remember I'm, how far out I we mean, were. We we stayed to kind of help clean up and repair the oasis, and it supposedly took a couple days. So I'm assuming that we would have left whenever is convenient to travel, like the next morning or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So you're probably okay. here. Um, late morning okay so not super far out okay no it was only eight miles at most from where you were to the other one okay okay um all right lads do we proceed down or do we want to watch the watch the watchers for a minute i i don't know what information that we could use that it would give us to just watch them So I think we should head down, and uh, as as much as it pains me to say it, and and um, Ansel's just gonna look down at this dusty Manila folder that is filled with a bunch of handwritten complaints. <laughs> as much as it pains me to say this, I think we should talk to the people around the hostel first before I go nail these up on the wall. <laughs> You're gonna do a Martin Luther with those? We're gonna do a Martin Luther next. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. absolutely! I'm gonna. Yeah, I have so many complaints, and they're all gonna see them. Their Yelp I, reviews are gonna be. This, this is the absolutely the right actual play to do a Martin Luther on. But I mean, I'm he's not just... wrong. <laughs> oh. 
I would be, I will be here for that when that happens. Like, we take exception to your business practices, and we will let the Better Business Bureau know that. Uh, but but first, we should talk to the people here. Maybe they also have complaints. We could start a petition and file all our complaints simultaneously. Yeah, sure. There will be complaints. Okay. All right. We. Uh, I guess we. The closest cluster to us is it a big cluster, little cluster, medium cluster? Um, hang on. Just, just upon hearing this, Fairmond will look at Ansel, blink once or twice, and then just say, "You know, I'm actually quite proud of you," and then walk away. <laughs> he does take the best approach, I suppose. Ansel does not know what to do with this information. I don't think he's ever heard this before. <laughs> Fairmont doesn't know what to do with this information, so fair. <laughs> We're learning things. Okay. Right, so to answer your question, there's a... They're all kind of... Uh, medium-ish size? Medium-ish. There's, there's no one massive camp. Okay. Uh, closest, I guess, if no one has an objection. Uh, yeah, nope. that sounds fine to me. All right, I guess we head down then. Cool. Yeah. As you head yeah, down, I have the, a better plan. Head down the trail and and kind of walk over to that closest camp. There's uh, two people with spears step out and not exactly host with hostility, but warily point them at you. And the first words out of their mouth are, "So, which company are you with?" company uh, I, I i look at um geez it has been a while daniel name um yeah hang on i forgot to open my notes Scroll oh no i meant your characters ansel, <laughs> ansel is my character. thank you that might also be in my notes that's also probably in the notes presumably uh i just ruach turns and looks at ansel um that's a him question <laughs> Uh, yes, I am with Agate Accounting and Inventory Control. I am looking for the Caravan Order Q34R57B. As I have been uh, tasked with assessing uh, the missing caravan or uh, any damages. And you are? Q3R sort of glance at each other and then one of them shakes his head doesn't sound like us you best move on um uh yeah of of course i can see that you're busy but um if you don't mind uh what's going on here what's it look like we're all stuck out here in this desert how long have you been at the crossroads Oh, I think, uh, oh, goodness, maybe four, three and a half weeks at this point, four weeks, something like that. Straight through, you haven't left. No, uh, when everything started to sort of go wild, we found, found this, uh, refuge here. And then a few of our other wagons trickled in and, well, nobody's quite been able to 
safely make it out of here. Best thing to do is hunker down till whatever What's... weirdness happens blows over, and then we'll see if we can make it out then. What's keeping people here? I mean, the roads don't look to be in too bad of repair. Oh, you've been out there much? Worst sandstorms you've ever seen? Manticore's gone wild, and I don't know, the whole world seems to be falling apart. There's times when the road literally uh, lifts up off the ground, becomes a floating chunk of rock. Ooh, I haven't seen that last one yet. No, we have not yeah, seen no, that. <laughs> you know, dust storms. That's dust new storm. and disturbing. Uh -huh. Dust storms coming out of nowhere. Mm, yeah, that one we saw. Yeah, yeah, that, that we have experienced. Uh, lightning, fire, uh, running across the ground. Yeah, there's been some of that. Yep, we saw the lightning. I don't remember the fire, but that's fine. Six and one. No, I, I don't either, but... Well, world's falling apart. Best thing we can do here is sit close. See what we can do to, you know, wait it out. Fair enough. We... If you gentlemen have no uh and you have nothing else uh, we we will indeed move, move on thank you um you what said the, it was uh, what q3r uh ansel q3r something yeah it is q34r57b no doesn't sound like any of our orders you best uh Move on. Maybe Holstrom's knows something. Which huh. direction would he be? Maybe he sort. Of, he gives a surly sort of chin wag toward the the next encampment. And Ben, I think you had a question. As I say, what's the like the racial makeup of the camps around us? Uh, entirely diverse. Okay. Yeah. Um, but. Give me an insight check while you're while you're looking around. Insight. Oof, that. Oof. Get that. Birds are good at that. Twenty-three. <laughs> Get that twenty-three. There's a similarity in some of the tattered bits of wagonry and livery and shipping crate logos and that sort of thing all of this all of this particular encampment seems to sort of be related to or members of or working for a particular shipping conglomerate that you know or, and and caravanning conglomerate that you know have heard about uh they do business all along this trail and further east or further west, sorry. Okay, uh, my internet slowed for a minute. during the beginning of that. I missed part of it. I'm sorry. All the like livery, shipping info, right. um, you know, decorations, that sort of thing, seems to indicate that most every wagon here, and maybe some of the uh, clothing is maybe a little less obvious, but all of these folks seem to work for this particular shipping conglomerate that you uh, know works all along this long road that runs right. through the high wastes and also does business further west. Okay. All right. Well, they seem to be grouped by caravan. 
Interesting. Logical. Do do uh, Ruach turns to Ansel. Ansel. Uh huh. Do all of the caravans for your company carry similar banners, or do you hire random caravans as needed? Uh, well. Are all your 18-wheelers the same, or do you lease out to whoever's willing to drive? Oh, jeez, don't, um... <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if that's something that you guys have, that, that the two of you have predetermined, I guess is why I'm asking. I, uh, I haven't predetermined anything, as... I, I don't know if there's, like, if we can just go caravan to caravan looking for a logo or a specific banner pattern, or if it is just going to be some random group happened to be driving for you guys, happened to be taking out that load that day kind of thing. Actually, um... That may be a grant question if, instead. I don't well, know. no, it's a yes and question to Daniel. Oh, okay. Excellent. Um, now that he's reminding me of that, and I'm assuming Reap has told everyone, I'm yes. just going to look around the caravans that I see. Are there any logos that would look familiar to me. There's several, actually, because you've done business with a number of these, I assume. You, you know, you are accounting and insurance. You're not necessarily like a shipping company, per se. Right? Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay, I misunderstood that part. There we go. At least that's, that's what I have always understood. Is that correct? Or are you the accountant for a particular shipping company? No, no. I'm... I'm... This I I am part of accounting and inventory control, so right. we are we are hired out by third parties. Right. Okay. So you you're outsourced. I get it. Uh, yeah. So uh, so we're essentially doing retrieval for someone who works through your company, but isn't actually your company. Listen. Well. I mean, when you say it like that, it sounds like they sent me on a fool's errand, but they would never do something like that, right? I mean, I just meant it as an actual question, but sure, however you want to take it in character, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, I'm sure you're, I'm, uh, it, we'll, we'll find out, I guess is my answer, and so we'll find out. Hopefully not. I like to think the, uh, the stuttering there was entirely in character. It, it absolutely <laughs> we'll get was. It. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Well, I suppose we will. Uh, we'll just we'll just move on to the next caravan. Let's go look for some logos. You bounce around between a couple others. There's a very similar hostility. Basically, no matter who we go to, kind of who you go to. Okay. They're but eventually, everybody's grumpy here. Yeah. <laughs> grumpy does not begin to factor into it. They are wary, and as you watch, there is nobody going between these encampments. We are the only ones traveling group to group. Yes. Okay. So Everybody... definitely coexisting, no mingling. Yes. You see a few people going in and out of the Grey Hostel, but business back and forth? No. Um, and the guards they're are... posting are not just looking outside. Do these caravans seem to still be transporting things? Most like, of the goods they were going to move are still in the carts. Good question. I, I should have asked that sooner. Sorry, that just occurred to me. Whether or not 
these are caravans in active transport or these are caravans who just haven't gotten home yet. Because that weird... would explain the defensiveness. You know what? I'm going to let you roll an intelligence check. Um, I want Ansel to roll the same check, but at advantage. Okay. Did it do it? Oh, it did it twice. Yep. Uh, that would be a four and a two, Grant. Um, there are crates. I mean, Look at yeah, them they crates. got their stuff. There uh, are crates. That's what matters. Okay. And also what matters is Daniel's natural 20. <laughs> yeah, I got a 24. Okay. That's wow. really good. Even accounting for the kind of losses that you would perhaps expect given the current travel conditions. And they said stuff about manticores and sandstorms. Great, real bad thing. Could okay. account for more loss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm tabulating in a book. The inventory, you see, there are a lot of empty crates. There's a lot of missing inventory. And you actually see people carrying, like, counting out goods. You, you actually catch sight of somebody counting out goods and then packing them up and taking them towards the hostel. I see. More glaring from Faramond. Uh-huh. Lots and lots of glaring. <laughs> As you're doing this, the fourth encampment you come to, somebody, uh, one of the guards kind of goes, Q34R. I think that might have been one of ours. Who did you say you were? You said you were with I get accounting and inventory control. Jarax? Hey, Jarax, get out of here. And a uh, half-elven fellow who looks entirely too tired uh, stumbles out of a tent and uh, freezes when he sees a group of people at the entrance. Puts his hand rather casually on a uh, sword that he's got at his hip and strolls over to you all what is it we got uh got people looking for a caravan that i think sounds like one of ours but i don't know i don't remember all the inventory numbers that was your business all right who are who are you uh yes uh my name is ansel i'm with agate accounting and inventory control i'm uh, was tasked with uh, finding out uh, what happened to uh, Caravan Order Q34R57B. I'm sorry. You're with Agate? Did Kraken's daughter send an accountant out into this mess to find a caravan? Not alone. Yeah, they let me have an expense account. He must hate your guts. The jury's out. Mm. We'll see what it should... we'll see what the verdict is. I suppose after you've been out here a few more days. <sighs> yeah, Q thirty four. I think that might have been one of ours. I know we worked with Agate. All right, let them pass. I think they're one of ours. Watch them. You know the drill. Everybody sort of nods and stands aside uh um i have a question since pheromond is 
um, from a culture that is known well for its hospitality and is dressed as such, can he make any kind of like inroads into getting through this hostility a little bit? Give me an insight check. Give me a lot of those. Gladly. Uh, 13, kind of a middling one. People are putting their their hands on their weapons more when they see you. Him specifically? Yes. Okay. Interesting, because my hand hasn't been anywhere near mine. You're right. It's a mystery. At least for a little bit. What? Until y'all are done. <laughs> Maybe like the next hour. We'll see. <laughs> i have lots of comments questions and concerns okay so just to just to clarify it's pheromon specifically that's getting that kind of reception or it's our whole group i mean the whole group is not exactly trusted and then they see you and they tense up more it's a compliment it's ah that you, I, I, think you, I, will I think you broke up a little bit there. I said that's odd because I should be fairly non-threatening seeming. Um, I will convey this to the rest of the group with kind of obvious concern. Like, then we tread lightly. I seem to be drawing extra suspicion out here for some reason. Oh, You can tell that Faramon's not happy about this at all. Like, he, this is something that's kind of like Actively for lack of a better term you. kind of wounded him emotionally a little bit so. so so um i i don't know if you'll remember this but uh i'm ansel's just gonna flip back in his journal and say in in samarat there were rumors about uh nomadic tribes in the desert that had taken to raiding maybe they're mistaking you for one of them mm. i mean it's it's possible but my particular tribe has never been especially like involved in that kind of conduct that they they are just rumors when's the last time you were home uh that's a good question it's probably been a year and a half or so how things gone have lately seems to have changed people. I I still can't imagine my home community turning into raiders in a year and a half. Things would have to be levels of dire that even the current situation doesn't indicate. Well, we'll um, we'll, we'll chalk that up on our uh, to do list. Do, do no, I like, I, like I said, he's like clearly disturbed by this. Like, this is really bothering Faramond. Does, does Faramond look like someone who could be from one of any number of tribes and maybe only one tribe is causing problems? Or does he Faramond dress like he's expressly from one very specific tribe? And the fact that he's getting think, looks based on that is more concerning to me. I think probably more the former. Like, I don't. I don't think that the tribes have like massively different ways of dressing and stuff, but if you're from one of them, that's probably less apparent to you than it would be to an outsider. Like 
the differences stand out more if you grew up in that culture. So, but to the random people we're traveling past, you're dressed like some group of them, and that's enough to be something, presumably. Yeah, probably. Okay. But but once again, like, be that as it may, that's not something that is going to sit well with Faramond being who he is, you know? Sure. Of course. But... While all this is happening, Reef pulls out the dulcimer and just starts idly strumming Imagine. Oh, good grief. Just in the background. <laughs> uh, yeah, it seems better. You, wa- you hear a... Uh, some uh, wander music. You hear a competing lyre uh, playing uh, Sarah McLaughlin's Building a Mystery rolling over one of the uh, <laughs> wagon walls. Oh, I don't, gosh. I don't know that song, and I also don't like mysteries anymore. Oh, we're going to have dueling dulcimers, aren't we? Oh. We could do a lot worse than that, actually. I'd be okay with that. Okay, now now I genuinely want to hear dueling banjos, but like with a harpsichord. So, yeah. I, oh, why harpsichord? Because it's the most dissonant string instrument I could think of. Why not harpsichord, Daniel? I have several reasons why not. <laughs> you would know better than me, so that's fair. Okay, so... Um... Ryan was not a band kid in high school. Ryan was a band kid groupie in high school. Uh, so, what? Um, where am I going? Where am I being led to for this caravan order? Uh, you guys are all sort of being led back into uh, Drax's tent. All right. Tent is perhaps the word you can see that um, what appears to have been a uh, a crate uh, or maybe two crates of uh, fairly sturdy fleeces has been turned into a sort of pavilion-like tent spread out over a wagon uh, and out a bit to sort of create a a sort of working area slash shelter. Um, it doesn't generally completely close, but it, it it's a good enough working area if they have to. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. Uh, it's delightfully multicolored. Yep. Two two crates of fleeces damaged. Write that down. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he digs around in a, a travel chest and comes up with a kind of grubby looking pack of papers says hold on I've got the manifest in here uh, give me just a moment Q, Q3 nope Q2 nope Q nope Q43 that's not it Q34R yeah this is the only Q34R I've got this the one holds it out uh well I, I, I'll I'll look over the order. Uh, yeah, looks right. Oh, okay. Yep, that's that's what I was looking for. Um, I have I have several questions. Listen, it's it's nothing personal. I just have to have something to fill in the box. So, uh, you know, we're we're all just trying to do our jobs here. Um, what? is happening right now like i i can't help but notice into the world near as i can tell 
I mean, uh, well, that's, there's parts of that are kind of hard to argue, but, but, but anyway, that's beside the point. Um, there's a lot of inventory missing, and I've seen some people with certain kinds of goods go into the hostel. What? Why are they doing that? Well, uh, it seems fairly obvious they're uh, they're trading for supplies. It's the only supplier we've we've got. We were fortunate to, I don't know, wash up here. Okay, you might say. hold on just a sec. Where is the hostel getting the supplies that it's trading for? Because as far as I can tell, this whole area is isolated, and nobody should have anything to like supply anything with. You know, uh, turns out they've got... The, the anger in Faramon's voice is obvious at this point, like... <laughs> oh, you know, they, uh, they got a... They're, as near as I can tell, they're spending all their resources uh, making food for everybody here, you know, selling it at but, but understandable rates, and then, uh, you know, they've got all the water, so... Okay, but there are a lot of caravans, and you would think if all of these groups would share their resources, they could travel together out of the desert. There's enough of you. Surely if you work together, you could... Yeah, we tried that at first. Four people ended up shanked in the back in the night. Wait, somebody attacked the people who tried to work together? No, people... Somebody attacked the poor idiots who trusted that some, you know, another group of people might actually help you. Everybody's watching out for their own here. You learn and that look pretty quickly. Yeah, and oh, look where this situation is not going to be allowed to stand. <laughs> to, that was to nobody in particular, but it was out loud. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. That's. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just, just, just gonna tack a, a few more things on this. We in this need to go into <laughs> that building. Fairmont that is pointing smart. towards the hostel <laughs> now. All right. Yeah. If you've got, you didn't happen to bring any coin out here, did you? That'll last you for, uh, I don't know, some amount of time. It'll take coin, and then any barter you've got, they'll uh, they'll make reasonable rates for, I suppose. Again, given the circumstances, we'll be it's fine. A, it's a seller's market. So, I... so selling water and food stuffs is a way to make money out here. Is what you're saying? Well, it only makes sense, I suppose. You've got so, it. No, the, no, here's the part that doesn't make sense. They seem to have an infinite supply of this stuff, but somehow they've also got a situation where nobody trusts each other and nobody can leave. That doesn't right. sound a, even a little bit suspicious to you because it sounds glaringly suspicious to me. Well, I'm sure so it, it sounds Grandma's suspicious. not even trying to hide it at this point. Like He's just Tell outraged. Would a competitor affect them? You know what? 
You want to go head to head with the, shall we say, the proprietors? You're welcome to try it. Maybe let's let's have to say, let's talk. Might even get to see a good view of what the inside of the hostel looks like. Yeah. I'm just saying, I can create water and I have good berries. We could at least cause them some uh, economic discomfort. Okay, sorry, Ansel, to clarify, now that we've figured out where your 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 stuff is from the caravan, what, uh-huh. what is, is all you needed to know where it was, or are we supposed to bring it back with us? Uh, well, I ideally we would be able to uh, recover some of it, and then, um, you know, that way we don't have to write off everything. But I, I think uh, I'm I'm just gonna count this one as a as a total loss, and uh, let's. I'll, well, let's figure out the paperwork after um, a- after we check out this hostel. I do like the implied universality of ideally we don't have to write off everything, everything. as if you know. Well, world was destroyed. That's a pretty significant mark against our uh, P and L this this month. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But you know what? Real estate, very cheap right now. It's it's a somewhat unstable market, but yeah, as in the ground itself is unstable. Yeah, yeah. I have lots of comments, concerns, questions. Okay, we'll go inside now. Yeah, that seems fine. Cool. Uh, the path. By the time you get to the. Uh, the gray hostel itself is fairly well trodden. Uh, you did see sort of down by the roadway one of those big monolithic signs that uh, you'd seen previously and um, mm. vandalized, shall we say? <laughs> yep, no, no, that's accurate. Uh, we vandalized it. Reallocated? Demolished. Mm, there might be questions of property damage. Up- updated the aesthetics of Sure. I think we have questions about property damage. These are certain. These are certainly sentences that all could apply in certain configurations. <laughs> they, these are all questions. Those are all words that could possibly go together, just maybe not the way we've said them. That's right. Okay, um, sure. Up close, the gray hostel itself you can see is, uh, and William will gear. Uh, actually be the uh the one who noticed this notices this first me asked him he'll point out there are there is no seam in the stonework of the building so up close uh me is actually the first one who notices this the great giant hostels construction appears to all be seamless stone those of you familiar with magic know that this is entirely possible with magic somewhat high-ish middling to high level magic this is not the kind of thing that your, you know, uh, Joe random first level wizard or adept more likely uh, can do 
without significant expenditures of ritual magic. So if this has popped up at the speed that you suspect it has, well, that's interesting. So this yeah. is a single, this it's is a contiguous. single structure. Yes. Okay. It's a it's single structure. One, it's all one Lego block. Yes. Okay. You, you could oh, say that. This is prefab. Um, okay. From what you know of how magic works, it was probably several castings, probably lots of castings of spells. Okay. Shape it properly. So it's not like somebody has a create a two-story building spell. <laughs> um, That's good because that would be alarming. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's magic like that, but it doesn't last forever, right? Right. Um, exactly. Sure. Like, permanently create two-story building would be alarming. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so, odds are that's how it was created. This, it certainly seems to be made of the same stone that it is sitting on, um, with some little gaps here and there uh, for what you would guess is uh, heat expansion and contraction. So so, do somebody, I, somebody knows what they're doing. So do I feel like someone completed multiple spells and a building appeared, or do I feel like they literally pulled this up out of the ground and formed it together in pieces all out of just earth that was already here? Oh, it's definitely like a stone-shaped kind of thing. Okay, okay, okay. This isn't like create, create <laughs> building. This is yeah, shape. Yeah, again, nobody's got a... Nobody okay. has a scroll of create two-story, 30-person capacity <laughs> Two bedroom, three bathrooms. Uh, no, those those are just called blueprints. Two-car garage, et cetera. Okay, yeah, got it. You know, <laughs> um, like, there's no spell with a material component of a real estate listing, right? That's that's what we're saying. Here. Create screened-in porch. Okay. <laughs> if somebody well, does have one of those, please get in touch because... It turns out the material components for create screened in porch is real expensive. Uh, um, like it doesn't even make sense. Um, yeah. Okay. So. Well, okay. So that that certainly all... seems to be the case. Up close, you can tell that the painted on, um, very jolly looking uh, giant in uh, colorful clothing, although gray in color himself. Um, very cartoonish sort of looking that stretches up the wall and is wave, you know, painted as waving and greeting everybody uh, somewhat disconcertingly. It's suffered perhaps a little bit of paint damage in the sandstorms that have been hitting lately. And it looks like, it, you know, nobody's quite been out to repaint it, but that's fine. You pass um, two different people uh, traveling back, uh, heading back towards camps holding um, tightly stoppered containers of water. At least you assume it's water from the sloshing and the weight that they're obviously struggling with. And we, so as, as a review, we already, we already know from the ritual that we interrupted that they basically have been able to make a, what is it, a, a jar of ever-flowing water or something like that? Canter of Endless Water is the D&D yeah. magic item, yeah. But it's yes. like an imperfect one, like it has to be sent back and perfected or whatever? Mm. Yeah, there's a process that's involved in this case, and there is the small bit of it where the, you know, material component for this one is an oasis. An entire oasis, right. 
materials, maybe not the right word, sort of the thaumaturgical component. So they showed up here during the entire Oasis, built this building, and are just pouring people water out of what used to be the Oasis, but is now a small flask. Oh, yeah. That sounds I mean, you'll have right. to go in at okay. some point and probably confirm that. Minor but... details. I'm I'm thinking kind of like a plane shifted water pipe. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, they tapped the well. A, no, a ewer. We're just let's 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 keep it down to a vessel that. Um. You uh, vessels. Yeah, we, we I, can take uh, and repossess. I was going to say that might be forcefully portable. Right. Forcefully portable. <laughs> so are we going in? Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah. Yes. I have a lot Let's... of concerns, but whatever. <laughs> Let's go. Cool. Uh, the door is uh, pretty well sealed against the elements, which is nice. One advantage of um, shaping things with magical precision is uh, things are made flush, which is kind of nice, especially in sandstorm environments. So uh, while the, the the area right in front of the door is swept pretty clean, at least, there's only a little bit of scraping on sand as you open it. And uh, inside is a kind of lowish ceilinged, maybe, maybe not that lowish ceiling, but it kind of feels lowish ceilinged uh, room with various supplies uh, laid out on shelves available for you know uh, prices marked kind of what looks like a sort of general store sort of thing mostly trail rations and you know camping supplies this really exactly what you would expect at a way station in the middle of the desert um reap's gonna walk over to one of the rations and just kind of look at it flip around a bit and hey uh how much is this um to anybody who's paying attention. And one of the wall, you could have sworn it was a wall for a moment, a huge hulking figure behind the counter turns around and growls at you. Price should be marked on the shelf. I believe it's, let's see, what is that? Uh, what brand is that? There's a very large horned, it's not quite an ogre, Oh, that's an Oni. It's a very magical type of giant. Oh, okay. Uh, working with somewhat surprising dexterity uh, behind the counter. I think that oh. if that's the one I think it is, that should be uh, four silver per package. Um. Okay. So I just oh. put it back down. Keep looking. How much are rations of this type normally, but... Grant? Oh, not that much. Okay. Is, no. this like, but... is this a significant increase in price or a medium increase in price? It's pretty significant. Like it's normally one silver and this is four times as much, or it's normally three and it's now four? Two, maybe. Sorry, maybe doubling in price, doubling. maybe maybe okay. doubling the price, something like that. Then again, this is a nicely packaged set of rations ready to go on the road, so maybe there's some markup for that. Hmm, hard to say, but um, 
you definitely wouldn't be paying four silver for one unit of rations in normal times, but as uh, as Jirak said out, out there in uh, his encampment, given the circumstances... So we're definitely brave, guys. Yeah. I mean, not... Yeah, there's... Mm-hmm. There's an economic term for it that I can't remember because I haven't had economics in years, but sure. there is there is a limit at which you can charge a price uh, because people will change their behaviors. Yeah, the, the, oh, yes, yeah. it's called elasticity. Yeah, the, uh, so yeah, uh, apparently double the price on rations is probably at the upper limit of that elasticity. Right. You can only go so far before you can only take it so far before people won't do it right. anymore. Having said that, the uh, Oni behind the counter is currently uh, counting through um, what appears to be a collection of uh, plates. It's like dishware, essentially, that's coming out of a crate. Um, working with somebody in front of the counter saying, well, yes, all right, this should do it. Okay. I have a... And tallying up uh, figures... Uh, with somebody waiting with, a, again, a ewer of water and a collection of um, rations. I have a question. Um, just kind of like based on what we see in here and based on what we saw out in the camp, what percentage of the cargo that came into here do we think has wound up in this place at this point? You know, Ansel would be really the one to, to tell you. It's it's a significant percentage. Um, I would feel bad as a GM <laughs> giving you like a solid number on this necessarily, um, just because it's getting like super specific, right? Um, right, but but I mean like you know most of it. I mean like. <laughs> I think you can safely say that this is not a sustainable business model. Yeah, for was, them, for the yeah, that's kind of where I was going. As, by, as buying like, supplies. Yeah. And at, at what point does this run out? Like, you know, what what happens when the people outside lose things that the people in here, you know, want? Like, well, now I can't tell you that as you know out of character. No, but that's that's something that I'll like bring up with my companions is like it really like um looking around i'm guessing we see a lot of stuff that probably was originally in the wagons right you're quite certain that the crate of silverware for example or uh silver plate that is being counted out for example is exactly that sure but yeah. i mean like you know other furnishings or you know just various stuff around like the ah no the, the goods from no, the caravan are being put to use no so they're not so going back to disappearing sale, someplace. Being... Yeah. It's there's not shelves. I'm, I'm gonna like give you I'm gonna give you stuff. no, there isn't. And that is peculiar because if people are bartering this stuff, it's not out it's for being resale. Sent somewhere else. Okay. I, um, I'm gonna give you a mental image here, and this is out of character, and I apologize, but it's the only one that really kind of comes to mind for me. Imagine the sort of like low ceilinged cramped 
kind of weird eclectic selection of supplies you have at like a dollar general okay yeah that's the sort of atmosphere in here but instead of the one harried uh you know yelled at cashier doing their best it's an it's an oni Mm. who no one's going to yell out because oni are i'm assuming fairly enormous based on the picture i looked at Uh, well i mean her her horns are definitely scraping the ceiling oh good right scraping is perhaps not the right word but there's not a lot of clearance it's like me in a school bus there you go Uh um so the just by kind of just sitting back and watching a little bit watching her do a couple of of transactions the the barter goods that are coming in are just kind of disappearing behind the counter yeah, essentially kind of being uh, taken into a back room. Uh, Does there she... seem to be enough back room for several caravans worth of goods here, though? That's an excellent question. Uh, I say being taken back. Uh, another Oni actually comes out of a kind of uh, a back door and carts the stuff back there. Two Oni. Uh, but does it seem like there's enough space for it all back there? Well, let's find Just out. Just given the um, size of the building... Can I uh, actually make a? Uh, can I try to to peek in the back? I actually let, let me try something. Um, oh, okay, yeah, sure. I, I, Ruach walks to the counter, and and Daniel, what I want you to do, uh, Ruach puts a hand on your shoulder and kind of gives you a look, like give me a second. So just okay. kind of do do your thing after I after I start this. Um, Grant, can I stand in such a way to where the Oni is looking at me and there's like an angle where Daniel can go past the Oni behind the Oni? Um, based on how the counters, like just from a, from a, like a, a range of vision kind of thing. You have to give me some kind of check here. You're doing, you're, you're doing I, something I intend on starting interfere. a conversation. Yeah. Oh, starting a conversation is not difficult. I intend on yeah. starting a conversation to, to... Um, ask some questions that are going to be rather aggressive. Um, but I'm going to try and be subtle about it. Um, so, yeah, I've got a few of my own here. I'll tag team with you. We, we came we came from the south and headed up this way, and we passed um, another... The thing out front, the talking thing, does that have a name? Oh, our billboard. That thing, yeah, we passed one of those, but there wasn't um, all this. Are there more of all this elsewhere? Oh, I, sure. I assumed there would be one there, but then nothing ever came. We were there for a little bit, and it oh, didn't seem to happen. We've got one uh, further north on the Ojor High Road, and there's a, another one uh, about two days travel up the Shard Pass Trail, though it's a real shame that nobody's really been able to make it out lately. Oh, out from here, that direction. Yes. Why does no one go back further south? The the pass isn't that bad. Really? You just arrived? Yes. We've you know, been traveling for days, and it's very doable. The, um, the, the fellow who's been sort of bartering and, and trading with the... Uh, the Oni shopkeeper, for lack of a better word, 
Sure. Um, kind of pipes up, you know, it always kind of seems that way, doesn't it? You know, you, it's fine once, you know, well, not fine, but almost barely passable. You settle in here and then just seems so much worse trying to get out, doesn't it? Interesting. So are, are there going to be more of these back to the south? Back like near Five Fangs or something? We're certainly planning on expanding. I believe uh, we've got expansions slated for the uh, Southern Bluff Oasis, the Shishin Oasis, uh, Marwa Oasis, a few others. You know, uh, as with as with any business, we'll uh, have to sort of see where franchising opportunities take us. Oh, that's so sorry. Out of character. That's really upsetting. That one phrase, Grant. That you did a great job there. Oh, my best. that's really upsetting. Um, I watch a lot of business world videos, and this is getting me good. Um, that means I'm doing my job. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of things like Company Man, where he talks about like the rise and fall of certain industries and businesses, and you're hitting all the buttons with franchising. Yep, I, there it is. <laughs> I I work in enterprise software. Okay, <laughs> trust me. Oh, you're you're just nail on the head with that one so that, while that this sorry do you think are you th- is this cathartic only for you oh no 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 this is angering for me <laughs> no i'm saying it's, it's also for me <laughs> this is so, amazing <laughs> so while this uh conversation is happening um i would like to see if i can uh just just take a peek in the back in the back room while the at least one of the oni is fairly distracted one of the other things, too, is um, I would like to speak to the Oni and be like, look, it looks like you folks have been set up here for a while, and you're mostly sustaining your business through barter with the folks outside, yes? Uh, okay, we've got two conversations happening at once here, and, something, and, and Ansel trying to sneak. I mean, okay. I, can, I can wait until, like... I, I sorry. I thought the way that play was flowing there, I had a gap. Now I will wait my turn, as it were. Oh I, no, it's I, fine. I, think... I just Ansel, go ahead and roll, and then we'll see what's happening while we're having this conversation. Because I think Good the idea. entire point of the conversation is just for us to cause a distraction so he can try and do this. Yeah, oh, basically, yeah, hundred percent. Um, to answer your question, there, uh, Peter Faramond. Sorry, you're going to have to repeat it. ADD has just... Okay, no, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I've got it too. Um, anyway, uh, it looks like you've mostly been sustaining your business with uh, barter with uh, caravans outside, yes? Once uh, ready coinage ran out, absolutely, yes. Uh, you know, understandable. Not every everybody traveling has a limited amount of coin and Given these somewhat unusual exigent circumstances, we decided that uh, we could barter with people to make sure that they had, you know, the supplies that they needed at uh, reasonable rates. Seemed uh, seemed a fair exchange. So why haven't most of them been able to leave? What 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 is turning when when they try and move on? What turns them back? I'm curious Ooh, what it hates us. All sorts what of reports. Uh, oh, I've further north. Oh, it seems uh, 
Seems even worse up there by all accounts. Manticores and elemental chaos and world falling apart, all that sort of thing, you know? Uh, I mean, we did the second and the third ones further south already, so that's kind of whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, by all accounts, uh, and <clears throat> begging your pardon, of course, I'm sure uh, sure you haven't been a part of this, but uh, raids on caravans, uh, that sort of thing, just uh, nothing quite as it used to be. Everybody's sort of uh, hunkered down here and... Uh, yeah, there seems to be safe. a lot of kind of endemic distrust at the moment. Well, I uh, I can't speak to that. Of course, I always uh, try and run my business as fair as possible, make it open to everybody. I, I like to think that this has become a sort of neutral ground among uh, these different uh, different parties. So if you've been trading for all of this stuff... Um... I, Fairmont at this point is going to kind of check to see where Ansel is before he continues. Okay. Give me a stealth check on that. Um, not simply so that you're not being obvious about your checking. Okay. Basically, can you do it without drawing attention to Ansel? Uh, 19, I think so. Who's the rogue here? Why is your role better than mine? <laughs> and so, and because so, I know how you built your character. <laughs> I forget sometimes that Peter is a, a you're more of dex based than you are. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Faramond has a strength of 10 and a dex of 16. <laughs> he's, oh, he's a very stuff. agile paladin. Uh, the only. Um does not seem to notice your subtle glance, you know, down the aisle as you're sort of working it in a conversation. Okay, so um, is uh, is Ansel kind of like headed for the back at this point, or Ansel, where are you headed, buddy? Uh, I'm I'm headed to uh, stick my head in the back room and see what there is. Cool. Um, you approach and uh, realize that there's a, a locked, well, you're able to sort of duck behind a sort of curtain pretty readily. Um, we've all been in grocery stores, you know, the little, uh, loading area, the plastic you know, the thing, yeah. plastic doors, the double doors that, you know, lead into the back where everything actually is. Yes. Mm -hmm. That, that sort of little vestibule like area. Yes. The thing that makes people assume that every store has a massive back room full of all the treasures of civilization. Uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's fine, except um, you duck back there real quick, and there's not a whole lot. There's Don't get me wrong, there's some crates all stacked up, but definitely not more than, say, a day or two worth of crates. And, some, and various different supplies. There's uh, a couple of doors in this back hall that maybe lead into different rooms, maybe storerooms, offices, whatever, that sort of thing. And that make, I mean, it makes some sense that there's obviously some working space back here. Um, notably absent is, I don't know, 
massive amounts of supplies. Both to sell or to have taken in recently and need to transport somewhere else. Yes. Hmm. I have I have another question for our friend when, when we're done. When, when yeah, Ansel's this, exploring this is... has moved on. Yeah, I... Okay, so... Uh, there's a bathroom. Employee bathroom. That's always important. Sure. No, no, that's good. Employees oh, only. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's... that's... Listen, I'm... Um, notably, the doors here are... In this area are large. In fact, all the doors are large, which perhaps makes sense if there's an Oni trying to move around. Sure, 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 sure. Yes. Um, so... Uh, Ansel has, um, you know, some, some experience because he is doing accounting and stuff, but for, you know, caravans, and transport and logistics and that sort of thing. So, uh, could he make some sort of knowing things about magical transportation of inventory Roll. Sure, give me an Arcana roll. It was the of inventory tag near the end that really got me. Yeah. <laughs> not so much the teleportation. The teleportation of inventory. You're let's, not let's... trained in Arcana. No, I just but fill out paperwork 15, about it. You do know, you have read a white paper or two on some theoretical discussions of magical, magical transport of goods. The general consensus being that it's, it's one of those technologies that's always 30 years away and has been for the past four centuries. Just waiting for that next advancement in the technology. It's that real breakthrough in teleporter circle. Uh-huh. Logistics. The, the simple the fact of the matter compacting. is that the cost, according to all reasonable thaumaturgical theory, is simply prohibitive and oxen are cheaper at every step of the journey. Not to mention the ease of accounting for goods lost on a road as opposed to the interstitial third layer of the astral plane. Our, our grabs big box transporter 3000 doesn't have the same ROI as three cattle on the uh, cart does. Listen, if they yeah. are trained to do Fair. work, they are oxen. That Having is, said that. That's true. <laughs> um, I had this discussion with, with someone 15, else the other day. <laughs> With A15, there's always a few people who claim that miniaturized transport of smallish amounts of goods could be a whole lot cheaper if you did it through dedicated devices. That, of course, would certainly cheapen the cost. Um, but the construction, it just, it wouldn't hold up to any sort of competition. What's the what's the class? I'm I was gonna make a joke and I can't remember the name of the class. The name of the class that builds like little turrets and stuff. 
Artificer? Artificer. I was going to make an Elon Elon Musk the Artificer joke there, and I couldn't remember the name of the class. <laughs> it's, it sounds like the kind of project he'd get in on and then ultimately abandon because someone in his company told him he couldn't spend the money that way anymore. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that he would fund absently with, you know... Pocket change. Well, yeah, with family money, essentially, is kind of what it comes down to. Okay, yeah, yeah. So It's like when he tried to sell flamethrowers and then someone at the company was finally like, you can't do that, stop it. That's that's called arms manufacturing, and Put that uh, down. <laughs> there are dedicated companies who have government contracts that will get very mad at you, and they have guns. But I can do it cheaper. That doesn't matter. <laughs> they have guns. Look, look, you don't want to mess with Raytheon or Halliburton, okay? No, Nothing no, good comes out of that. That man, yeah. that man, and how his mind works fascinates me. Yeah. Lockheed Martin does not really like competition. It's, no, yeah. no, they don't, and they have better lawyers than uh, yes. you do, and that's hard. The well, it kind of sounded like a good idea when me and my buddies were talking about it, and I have money to spare to give it a shot and pay other people who are smarter than me. Solution: it's, it, it works, kind mm -hmm. of. You know, mm -hmm. so all right. It's how to turn a billionaire into a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. You. I was like, wait, that's not what. Oh, oh no, that yes, is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. That is what he, he did. Did not stutter. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Um, so, I think Ansel is going to. Oh gosh. Uh, one thing you do note. Oh yeah. Um, you're sort of absently trying doorknobs, that sort of thing. There's a couple offices, a couple storerooms. Yeah. There's two rooms that are locked. And the locks that they have installed are on large, heavy stone doors, and the locks are significantly sturdy. Oh. We've ended up in something that's half a bed and breakfast and half a Kroger, and I don't know what to do with that. Now, Dollar General really is the the model I'm going with like here. Dollar it's, General, but you can spend the night. Like, I com don't. Complete with exploitation and undercutting of prices and the whole the whole. Yeah, show. no, it's it's Dollar General meets Motel Six. It's Dollar General with Motel Six upstairs, which actually seems like an yeah. interesting business model now that I say it out loud. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's it's Dollar General with Motel Six upstairs is probably. Uh, this is probably the first time this has ever shown up as a campaign villain in a D&D &D game. So, yeah, well, sure, there, yeah, possibly, but I mean, ultimately, we're kind of talking about truck stops in a weird way. <laughs> He's not Indeed. wrong. Yeah. Just truck stops minus competition. Oh, gosh, though, their breakfasts are so good. They really are. Especially yeah. if you have a little computer and you can order yourself. Sorry. Pancakes um, the size of your plate. That's true. Anyway, sorry. Okay, um, so I, I, look, I look back at the Oni. So, so... We've sort of inadvertently finished our current job. Ah. And I well, see no reason to stay here. So so let me make you a proposition. Do you need more people to bring stuff back and forth? Because clearly, I mean, you got to bring in more stuff to, to sell to the fine folks here. Take out the stuff you've you've bought from them. I, I, I get it. You know, it's it's the business. It's what the caravans are for. I understand, of course, I, I can't uh, get into you know trade secrets logistic de logistical yeah, yeah. details that sort of thing but uh, by and large uh we're we're pretty good uh okay okay Co uh conobo and 
I, we, we handle things pretty well. Fair enough. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do as a group next. And, and we've done the caravan thing before. Seems like it wouldn't be the worst option for us. Well, uh, I know various different folks out there have, uh, they all work for different companies. Once things clear up, perhaps, well, hopefully they will soon. Perhaps you can sign on with them. I'm sure they're always looking for folks. Uh, he, he looks I her. Yes. Yes. He, he looks at her very intentionally and then says one thing and then turns and leaves. Uh, we're not going to wait for that. We tend not to worry about what's outside too much. We'll be fine. And then I just walk off. Um, all right, so at the locked doors, um, uh, I'm gonna. Can I just put my ear up? I know they're like stone, but I'm gonna try. Can I just put my ear up to see if I can hear anything going on behind them? Just as a, a quick FYI, while he's doing that, Faramond is just gonna kind of like hang around, like maybe order like a, a drink or something. And just kind of wait and like look around thoughtfully and basically just kill time in an innocuous way until he remarks where Ansel is and then he's got a second thing that he wants to say. But okay. it's kind of important that Ansel be out of harm's way first. So, um, you said you're <laughs> ordering a drink. By and large, the only drink they really have available is water. That's fine. I'll order that and sip at it. It's, you're not used to paying a lot for water. You'll pay, I don't know, a couple copper, which is more than you usually pay, but it is what it is. Worth noting, the water tastes great. It's clear, hmm. but it, it has that wonderful freshness of not really having a taste, right? Um, that kind of straight out of an artesian well kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And where does the water come from? Like, does it come out of like a tap or like a pitcher? No, the uh, the only actually um, uh, will go and uh, get it out of a pitcher that she's got behind the counter uh, in a. I hesitate to call it a cooler, but it's a something to help kind of keep it insulated. You know, it's it's a little cooler. Certainly, it's a lot cooler than the desert air. That's nice. Um, a little, it's managed to keep a little cooler than everything else in here. It's not like it's on ice, but it's cold enough to be like, oh, that's kind of nice. It's pleasant, huh? Yeah. So you know, no one's like spitting in your drink. So that's something. <laughs> All right. Uh, like I said, I'll just I'll wait for Ansel to kind of reemerge, and then sure. I I will launch into Plan B. <laughs> Fair okay. enough. Ansel, um, you're listening. You don't hear any say convenient gurgling. Yeah. There is, however, however, an unusual vorp sound once. Oh no. Ah. Interesting. Um. I will, I, I suppose, make a note of which door made the vorp sound. And uh, I will uh, take my leave. So cool. I, will, I will come out from 
from the back. Uh, openly or sneaking back out? Uh, sneaking back out. Okay, I'm not going to make you roll for it. I just want to make sure that, you know, she's not going to look up and be like, uh, restrooms are over there. Those are employee restrooms, you know, that kind of thing. So I was going to say, I like the idea that he just kind of wanders out of the back aimlessly like nothing happened. Yeah. No, I'm, I will, I will sneak back out. If I got caught looking for the bathroom was definitely going to be my bluff, but if I don't need it, I don't need it. I'm just mostly upset that they actually had a bathroom, like an employees only restroom. If that's where our D and D game is, <laughs> the bad guys have employee. There's like a break room in the back. Yeah. I love it. It's it is very us. Excellent. And I'm here for that. All right. Um, so All yeah, right, once so he comes out, yeah, I guess we just keep we keep going. Peter, that's your cue then. Okay. Um, Fairmond will polish off the last of the glass of water that he's drinking and kind of slide it over to get the Oni's attention. He's like, I'll uh, I'll take a refill on this, and also, um, you've been trading for a lot of stuff out there. Have you got anything interesting? for sale you know that was in one of these caravans but now you've traded for and you've got mm, depends i suppose on what you mean by interesting we don't keep a lot of inventory um understand the uh, the barter thing is sort of a uh, not exactly we made some provisions for it of course but we didn't quite expect this volume of barter so we've got a bit of a backlog but by and large, it all gets, uh, you know, shipped back and then new supplies arrive. You know, that we, we don't try and maintain a large inventory. Back where? Do you have like a, a central like trading hub that you folks run that we could go and, you know, browse all of this stuff from? Because, I mean, obviously, mm. if you're bartering from all these different caravans, you probably got some real interesting merchandise. That sounds like a marketplace worth frequenting. Give me an insight check at disadvantage. All right. And disadvantage because you're trying to, you know, read an Oni's expression. 17 is still pretty good. Um, there's the briefest flinch at the mention of like a head office. Kind of, that that there's a moment of like, how do I handle this? So you've clearly struck some sort of nerve. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, I can't say that uh, there's a an open head office or anything. Understand? Once it once it's out of my store, I don't really pay much attention to the the details of it. I assume. Wait. So you're shipping all this stuff to some place, and you don't even know where it's going? Oh, I know where it's going, of course. But as, as to whether it's available for sale, what happens to it, etc., it's kind of out well, of my hand. Corporate. It's got to be a major population center, right? I mean. Which, which city are we looking for? I'll take my chances. I mean, we're probably going there anyways, wherever it is. We get around a lot. It's <laughs> uh, it's actually not. It's um, You could call it a family business. But I can't say a whole lot more. You understand. You wanted a refill on this? Yeah. Um, sure. Not sure I do understand, though. <laughs> if, if you're taking all of the stuff in and it's going somewhere and you're not selling it, that doesn't like Faramond will just, you know, put on his very best, like deeply confused face. Well, I'm sure point. 
I'm sure corporate finds something. The boss finds something to do with whatever the, uh, you know, those materials. We again made some initial provision for bartering given uh, the fact that we're on a trade route. So that was somewhat planned for uh, to a certain degree. You know, everybody's got um, goods for sale. Provisions were made. It's it's not especially. Like I said, we, it's a it's a logistical matter and out of my hands by and large. There you go. You have a good one. Yeah, you too. Fairmond will let the fact that this isn't a super satisfying uh, answer kind of hang in the air a little bit, but he won't press it anymore. There is a... It's not like you expect to see an Oni look nervous exactly, but there's a definite sense of, please don't ask me more questions. (laughs) All right, well... Uh, Yes, um... the the revealing silence, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I. Uh... Who who else was in here with me for that? Just, I think everybody. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I I think, you know, we've had a long travel. Maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should, um, you know, go go uh, retire to our wagons and see to Littlefoot and. Yeah, you're right. It's been a long day. Um, yeah. Fairmond will polish off the, the second water and be like, it's really good for out here in the desert. So I can see why you charge so much for it. And then before she can even respond, just walks away. See y'all tomorrow. We'll see. Sure. All right. So we'll we'll head back to the to the wagons. So what did you find out, Ansel? First, Once we're back, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first, um, the building's made of stone, so I don't know how I'm going to nail these grievances to it. Uh, That's deeply unfortunate. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, we're creative. I'm sure we'll think of something. But it is, it is a pressing issue. Second, they're there's not a lot of inventory in the back. I'm not super surprised to hear that. Same. Do you have any ideas why? Well, we could ask around a little just to make sure there's not, I don't know, a supplier that shows up for them that we've forgotten to ask about. But that is where I was going with this, yes. Yeah, I I have a hunch it's something else, but you got any idea what specifically? No. That they might be getting some sort of magical transportation, but that's not supposed to be a thing. Okay, well hang on just a second here. You know the old phrase, crime doesn't pay, right? Um, yeah, that's not really the saying in our industry, but yeah, go on. 
I mean, it seems to be paying pretty well here, so. Exactly. You can you can make a very tidy profit if you don't have any overhead. And if you are getting all of your goods for free because you have some kind of ill-gotten gains that you are, you know, say, an oasis, are able to charge for that didn't cost you anything but is costing everybody to get from you, you can probably afford magical transportation. Yeah, all of the, well, all the papers I read on it said that it's not cost, it's cost efficient to be able to build some sort of transportation and, and to be able to do it because you can just do so many other things cheaper. But I suppose if there's nothing else that can be done, yeah, okay, let's 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 think about this a little bit. I mean, not only are is the oasis gone and replaced with this hostel here, mm-hmm. but nobody can go anywhere. For some reason, people that would normally cooperate are turning on each other. And and everybody's that just would normally slow- move easily. Yeah, are stranded because of all the various environmental factors. So I want to try and leave in the morning. I want to know what happens. Oh, so do I. Uh, well, that not that we would... necessarily need to leave, leave, but I want to know what happens when you try to. Ah, that would be interesting. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely a thing. Hang on, I'm let's see. Do some math. Uh, just... the, the thing that has me concerned is what happens to everybody here when they don't have anything of value left? Well, there's... Because I have a feeling at that point this situation is going to escalate in an ugly way. Well, there, there's generally two things that happen. Um, uh, one of them involves uh let's let's call it script uh generally speaking where some sort of you know loans or debts occur and i suppose the other one well there was uh some guy that was passing out this literature and uh i don't know it was all collected pretty quickly but i read a little bit of it It had something to do with about the working class getting oppressed and then seizing the means of production. But I didn't really, like, they took it away and then fired that guy, so I don't, I don't really know what happened after that. But yeah. it... Go ahead. No, no, does, that's... Does that that's... sound like a situation that you would want to be around for when it happened? No. Uh, we, we're outside, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we are not in the... <laughs> okay. we're, back at, we're back at our camp at this we're point. We're back at camp. I, I, walk, I walk back towards the building, Grant. Wait. Uh, I, I lean in the door and I look for the Oni. Um, hey, you said um, Shard Pass Trail has one of these? Uh, that's my understanding, sure. The the, the oasis up, up the trail from here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Uh, I, I say that's my understanding. I've never been there, but uh, I believe that was the first one we opened, yes. Okay, okay. Might head that direction tomorrow day or two thank you i appreciate that well good luck to you i i hope you're safe on the road all things considered 
Appreciate that. We made it this far. I'm sure we'll be fine. Mm. I've heard that a few times. Trust me. Uh, hope you're all right. If you need anything, we're right here. You ever seen a Venom troll? That was fun. Oh, yeah, that was... Don't recommend <laughs> oh, wait, it. I'm not there. Never mind. And then I just kind of <laughs> nod and just close the door and walk away. Troll? Venom? Yeah. You, you, hear, you hear muttering about trying to put together Venom and Troll as you leave. T together? <laughs> <laughs> Are we just going to make a habit of saying weird things and leaving abruptly? Uh -huh. <laughs> like, oh, man, I hope have so. You, have you ever seen a chocolate canoe? Because that was wild. Wait, what? 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 <laughs> if, we can, if we can turn that into an uh, end of campaign motif, I'm down. Um, yeah. uh, this reminds me of the noodle incident. Walks away. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm doing it intentionally to kind of poke at the Oni, just kind of like... Don't poke the Oni. <laughs> I've been poking the Oni for the last hour. Um, yeah. <laughs> just a little just sort of stares one. off into the distance. Sajroon, 439, winter. I remember. Leaves. Yeah. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Okay. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> it's just the first thing I thought of. I probably should let that one go. Okay. Somewhere, yeah. <laughs> somewhere in the background, you hear the helicopter and the opening notes to... Fortunate Son by Credence Clearwater Revival start playing. Yeah. So tell you what, since we're we're wrapping up here, give me an action that you guys want to to leave on as a cliffhanger here. What's your next step? Bro broadly speaking, our next step is I want to try and leave. I want to know what happens when you try and leave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, I don't intend on going very far necessarily. Because I think if we can isolate one of these places, we might be able to do something with that. But okay. I want to see what, what actually happens to keep people here. Sure. And I don't even I want to necessarily try and sneak out. I want to make a show of it. I want to get somebody who's not me and therefore doesn't arouse as much suspicion as Faramond currently is to ask around about like any kind of shipments for the hostel itself that come and go. I'm guessing there's nothing, but I want confirmation of that. But I also know that Faramond has kind of got a a few too many eyes on him at the moment, so I'm going to oh, outsource I, that to a party member. I will definitely ask around about that, because I have a vested okay. interest and business cards. <laughs> he does have Perfect. those things. <laughs> oh, that's, yep, mm -hmm. accurate. Yeah, that's uh -huh. Ansel. That's Ansel. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're doing here <laughs> it is indeed <laughs> we're the recovery unit yep oh. actually i guess we're attached to the manager of the recovery unit yeah assistant to the manager assistant to the, the manager recovery. of the recovery I'm the bodyguard unit. of the manager of the recovery unit <laughs> all right so um, yeah I'll, I'll ask around and um, properly pass out my or improperly pass out my business cards <laughs> Hand them all out upside down, like just facing in, you. Still, in defiance of all logic, like every single one is upside down. When he no, I just up. mean like make deliberate, constant eye contact as I take the business card and tuck it into their front pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like with the one finger, you just push it down a little bit. Yeah, good. No, I like it. Just tuck, tuck it in there. There you go. Thank you. Pleasure to meet you. You don't lose this now. All right. So you guys are asking. The last around. guy who lost one of yes. these regretted it. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm asking around. We're asking around for what exactly? Sorry. 
if uh, there are, if anyone has seen uh, shipment deliveries come into the hostel, or out for that matter, yeah, also in in fine. or out if they're actually shipping no. or receiving. So the only folks who are really willing to talk to you are the folks in that encampment that you found, Jarax's encampment. And I, I picked a terrible name that I came up with off the top of my head, because every time I say Jarax is, it sounds like Jaraxus. Um, and I apologize to everybody who's ever played World of Warcraft or Hearthstone. Um, oh, yeah. Huh. Um, but yes, Jarax and his, his crew are really the only ones willing to talk to you about this sort of thing. Everyone else is watching you warily but they'll tell you that no it's uh it surprised them too but they're pretty sure that they're either storing it somewhere uh maybe you know some large storeroom or something uh, underground or they're doing something with it certainly um they know that oni are magical and they've sort of written it off as it's probably you know weird monstrous magic hashtag just mm -hmm. oni things no probably not that well. Probably never that. Probably never that again. <laughs> I miss that trend. <laughs> I really enjoyed hashtag just insert word here things. No, I did too. It was amusing. <laughs> it was a good time. But I, I had to come down on your heart for that one. That's reasonable. That's fine. All right. Um, so yeah, not nothing else. And now the... <laughs> I'm sure anyone else who refused to talk to me is still going to get a business card. A business card. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the only last thing I would like to do, I guess, as we're all packing up for the morning is while we're getting the, the caravan packed up, um, I would, I would like to find uh, in and amongst our stuff, just a single masonry nail that I'm going to hold up like uh, right before, like um, Scarlet O'Hara right before the intermission for Gone with the Wind when she finds the carrot. No, with this, but okay. <laughs> with this, I can list my complaints. <laughs> okay. Sure. No, we're good. <laughs> yep, so... Um, I suppose we can take care of that on our way out. Hey, who's really strong and could just drive this nail in one hit so we can go fast? Because I'm sure they'll hear it. Mm, I don't know that we have somebody like that in this particular party. Um, Reap just looks at you, mutters a little bit, turns into a giant wolf spider, and... No! <laughs> And like sticks it to the wall with. Oh like, no! <laughs> um, okay, Hi. so you um. all play a uh, a game of fantasy ding dong ditch as <laughs> you uh, as screaming from every encampment ensues as a yeah. massive wolf spider uh, and a lizard dash away from the encampment <laughs> northwest along the Shard Pass Trail. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, excuse me. Sorry, sorry. Trying to get through. Sorry. Wow, that spider has really good penmanship. 
goodness. I have to assume we're wrapping things up there, too. Yeah, there's yes. no reason to go any further. There, we're not going to find a better note to end on, that's for sure. As we ding-dong ditch on the back of a giant spider after... Martin Luther ding-dong ditch on the back of a giant spider. After ding-dong ditching with a, what I assume is about one-tenth of Daniel's grievances posted on the wall. I like to think it's just spooling out oh. behind you. Um, <laughs> no, we can be tracked like that. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It'll run out eventually. At the end of the roll. I have so many he doesn't have time, time to attach uh, roll number two. Oh, man. Yeah, no, there's no reason to go any further than that. I don't know what we would even do if we did. We need a teacher now. I, so this is a very good stopping on a spider. <laughs> Excellent. I, I think actually, like, Martin Luthered on a spider is probably your next t-shirt design. <laughs> or at least an episode. I was going to just go with... Uh... I mean, even, like, just Martin Luther as a verb. Yeah, listeners, just... if you can please draw a, uh, a party fleeing on a spider with uh, paper spooling out behind them in a panic, I'd buy that shirt. I would, too. I'm not even a t-shirt guy, and yet I would buy that. We will make that shirt, and then we will buy that shirt. And we will send you a copy of that shirt for free. Martin Luthering on a wolf spider seems like the kind of shirt I need that is inexplicable to anybody who looks at it. It also certainly sounds like it might be an episode title at some point. Yeah, I mean... Oh, no. What have we All done right. to ourselves? Martin Luthering on a wolf spider. That needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> All right. Well, Hashtag. thank you for playing, guys. This has been fun. Hashtag just city on the hill things. Um, <laughs> Grant is judging list. you through the internet. Yep, I, can, okay. I can feel the judgment. Um, do we have time for about 10 minutes of feedback real quick? Go for it. Cool. Um, uh, I'm gonna is, do something is this on I... or off recording feedback? probably on because okay. i think it's interesting bonus content might okay. uh, be something that you can append it's something useful right love it this has been this is a technique that i know somebody else pioneered i cannot give me a second and i'll look it up but this is something that um let me, let me see if i can find it's um excuse me i think lou quaid is the guy who uh, who came up with this. It's called Stars and Wishes. And so what I'd like to do is just real quick go through, and I'm going to start uh, with Ryan. Ryan, I want you to just name one thing that stood out to you as a positive in this session that you really liked. Just give me something that was like a moment of cool or something that went very well, does not have to be me, in fact, should not all be pointed at the gm ideally this should all be other players if, if possible i think you let us and we as a group played around well with getting ansel into the back like it wasn't just the rogue didn't make a stealth check and disappear like we did a thing as a group and that was very interesting okay cool peter i mean martin luthering on a wolf spider <laughs> all right i know it's i know it's like you know just like the the i guess the more in-depth answer to that is like some of the trademark absurdity was just very on point this evening so i enjoy that i think that's kind of a, a fun feature of this particular uh podcast and this 
specific campaign. I'm assuming so trademark, I, trademark was an intentional use of a word there since how of how I feel about franchise opportunity and other <laughs> business decisions that have been made in this episode. <clears throat> Fair enough. I, I um yeah, I I just think that I think the tone was especially good this evening, I guess, if I'm gonna make it a little bit more technical. Awesome. Uh Ben. Um I mean I I have to go with the answer thing, like also like but just also around um the camp at the beginning, like going in and asking the questions. Mm, um, right. came up with we like there were some good questions asked. I was drawing complete blanks, but um yeah everybody else did like i thought it was really good uh flow of the way the questions came okay awesome and daniel uh yeah i i really liked um actually i i really liked how uh i, I like how agitated fairmond is getting honestly like it's it's <laughs> wonderful uh yeah it's it's just like all of these things happening that are just like there's going to be a really good release hopefully soon some catharsis for this tension but i love this tension build up okay yeah, none, of, none of this is how it's supposed to be as far as pheromond is concerned yeah I just, I listen. I love when characters go through turmoil. It's wonderful. It's it's so it's like candy to me. Okay, um, mine is very similar, uh, Peter. I'm very much enjoying Fairmon's rising sense of frustration with and kind of this this culmination of like I've seen so much and it has to stop. And here we are, this has to stop. Like that's, it's just building and building. But in particular, because I have gamed with you in the past and I've, I've run games for you in the past, which also had you with a very frustrated character saying, this is not right. This feels very different. Pheromond is handling it in a very unique, like specific and in character way. And I feel like you're doing a really good job channeling your natural reactions. Because of course, when we're playing a character you can't fully extract yourself from the character. That's the whole point. But right. you're you're channeling that in a very different and in-character direction, and I'm really enjoying that because it feels very genuine and honest to this character. Like, I feel Faramond is coming through, not Peter. Oh, I'm glad. All right, so let's, let's turn things back around. Uh, Daniel, wishes. I want you to name one thing that you want to see in the next session or two and this this can be a cool moment this can be like you know i feel like i'm not getting spotlight time for this particular aspect of my character i want to explore something in this direction something like that now obviously i can't promise that we're going to get to everything since i'm trying to keep it fairly tight i'm not going to quite say railroaded but we want to wrap this up within the next several sessions but if I if I can work something in, I absolutely want to. And so, go ahead. Give me give me one wish that you want to see here fairly soon. Ooh. Um, okay. One one wish is that uh, after posting these theses, if you will, um, 
like they go around the all the caravans that are stuck there and it instead of everyone mistrusting each other it all just gets redirected directly at the hostel and and then the whole environment changes i want to accidentally start a proletariat revolution start proletariat revolution okay i love it ben uh i'm i'm a huge fan of the way we do combat or don't in some okay. cases um so i'm always like i'm just a big fan of the the not necessarily the full action combat combat like episodes um but the uh the will they won't they fight scenes so you want some combat but with but without like a forced all right you have to fight kind of right I mean, kind of the way like very similar i love going back and listening to our troll episode last episode um just because it was it was great that there's the way that would, would normally be done is it's a monster kill it but we figured out a chaotic way to not kill it and i like those for us i like those situations Okay, so combat with decisions, moral choices, um, yeah. that sort of thing. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Peter? I mean, this is not going to be a surprising answer coming from me, but I just want the catharsis of putting this whole situation to rights. Well, that, that's important because you don't want it to be a, oh, I can't fix this situation. Yeah, <clears throat> but I mean, like, it's an actual play it's for this thing that's that's going to happen but I, I still like that is the thing that i'm most looking forward to is it's like th this whole situation is deeply broken and i'm i'm looking forward to finding out how we need to you know what we need to do to fix it and then going through and actually doing that and fixing it so okay and ryan what's what's a wish from you I want some kind of interaction, not not from a distance, direct interaction if possible, with whoever we saw watching, because I want to know, and I'm starting to suspect that maybe, maybe their goals are similar to ours, and having I help and friends is never a bad thing. I forgot about them completely. <laughs> I, I, I originally assumed they were up to Oni-based no good. But I'm starting to wonder if maybe we haven't inadvertently or intentionally, you know, DM's discretion, of course, um, maybe found some help. Maybe we're okay. not the only ones who take uh, uh, offense. That, that's not the word I wanted, but, you know, umbrage. Umbrage. Did I make that word up? Is that right? Sure. We'll pretend that's correct. No, offense is... Um, we um, take offense like, to I what's like going on. That's also true. Uh, English has a plethora of synonyms. Take your pick. Accurate. I think I like to think that maybe someone else takes umbrage with, umbrage with what's happening, and maybe that's something we can use to our advantage. Okay, so you want to interact with them specifically? Are Are you specifically saying, I want to find somebody else who's on our side who's working to fix this, or are you saying I wonder if that is the case? Uh, more the second one. I'm okay. not opposed to the first one, but if it's the second one and I'm wrong, that's fine. I want to know what they're doing there instead. If they're not there for the same reasons we are. Because they're not, they don't appear to be part of the encampment, and that only means a handful of things. And I wish, I, I wish to know which of those handfuls it means. 
Yeah, find out if they are big mad at uh, the hostel. Yes. If they are hostile to the hostel. Oh, no. Oh. Um, <laughs> Make a note. I think... New episode title. Right. So my wish... Because uh, I'm the GM, but I'm also in this. I get to make wishes too. Um, I'm really enjoying the interplay that we're having here in the group. Because I mean, the the joking around is great. I'm I do want to see what happens when there's a. Um, and this is tricky because I don't want this to turn into let's argue on air, and then you have the session bogged down. But I'd, I am very curious to see what happens if there is a difference of approach between party members in solving certain problems. We've not really had that issue so far. We haven't. And it and may I'm not be appropriate. What it would in, take. And, and to a certain degree, it makes me wonder, is that, do I want to push on that, right? But I'm, I'm always... We have this very light, lighthearted sort of tone, and we can do it without it being a lighthearted thing, but I'd like it to be, you know, I think there's a genuine disagreement between party members here. How do we resolve that? Because that's always an interesting sort of thing. Not like we're not saying, hey, let's turn this into PvP kind of, you know, gaming. Um, and again, some of this is because I've been playing a lot of uh, Powered by the Apocalypse kind of stuff, you know, um, and it's very much a game of drama you know, interaction between characters. I'll have to tell you guys about Space Worm versus Municorn at some point. It's great. Um, um, but I mean, okay, just to just to kind of uh, play off of that a little bit, like we've had plenty of that in our Saturday group. Like the, yeah. the Colony game had all kinds of like differences of opinion and stuff. And those characters were extremely loyal friends of each other. Right. And I'm not saying it's a loyalty end. thing. I want to make sure yeah, that it doesn't bog down for the podcast. That's right. the big thing. You want to do a disagreement, but you want us to still be us when we do it. Yeah. And I'm fine with it also being a little bit writer's roomy where we say, okay, guys, let's step back. If there's a disagreement, how do we want it to play out? Right. I'm, I'm cool stepping back and saying, all right, let's talk as players about how we want our characters to, to move. That's fine, but I, I'm, I would be curious, and I can't even promise that it's going to come up, but I, I'm, I'm super interested in that. And I think my other more specific one is, uh, Ben, I know you had a rough night tonight. It happens. Um, I really want to see um, how, like what the Ben way of handling some of these problems is because Faramond has often, and and, uh, and Ruach have often been our, our like, people problem solvers. I want to know what the bin way of, uh, of solving a, like, a resource problem or a, a, a personnel problem, as it were. Like, all right, people are, are running out of supplies. They're buying food, at, you know, price gouging rates. How, how, how are you fixing this? Like, is what is when you know if all you have is a wolf spider everything looks like a door or like what, what are we <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i would well that's a mangled analogy if ever i've heard one <laughs> I, I will say depending on how the owning conversation was going i was if we were planning on getting stuck and stick around i was definitely going to start producing good berries and mass and i was looking at the uh the scalable water creation and then just running them out of business 
and see, that's the kind of thing that I do want to see. So yeah, it, awesome. That that's great. Okay, cool. So yeah, stars and wishes. It's a real simple like. Let's get some positive feedback. Let's get not negative feedback, but direction kind of system. Super quick, e easy way to wrap up a session and get some some useful guidance for me and for other players uh, as well. So that's great. Cool. Thank you guys. I, I appreciate your time sticking on uh, sticking around for that. That's helpful. We may have to bring that back in the future. I really like it. It's a very simple thing. I I put a link in the Discord for um, the original article about it you know um what would probably be good for this just because you know we record infrequently throw it in the discord and pin it so we can double check that stuff before next session uh yeah i'll jot it down i've got the i've got the wishes written down okay sweet cool all, all right okay um well, that's uh, it for me yeah i guess that's uh that's where we'll call it into our episode um yeah i got nothing Great. Thank you again, folks. This was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks Good everyone session. for listening. Um, I hope you have a blessed day. Thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. For more information, you can find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com, email us at cityonthehillgaming at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at cityonthehillgaming. For more information on saving the game, you can find Peter, Grant, and Jenny at stgcast.org or at Saving the Game on Twitter. Thanks, and have a blessed day. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon backers, Andrew, Christina, Ashley, Joanne, Tony, Ryan, and Sir Lord Epic Name, and Brian. Thank you, guys. Uh, we'll start sound check with Daniel. Oh, okay. Um, yes, uh, this is my sound check. And this is my sound. I don't have anything today. All right. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, from Secret Lair, uh, Daniel, is it Johannes Foss? Uh, Johannes. Yeah, that sounds good. Johannes, thank you. Um, the new treatment of Carpet of Flowers, which I really want, not because I like the card, but just because the art is fantastic. Uh, one green mana for an enchantment. At the beginning of your... At each of your main phases, if you haven't added mana with this ability this turn, you may add X, add X mana of any one color, where X is the number of islands target player controls, target opponent controls, excuse me. Um, I don't know that it's particularly useful to me, but boy, is that art good. Um, good really, in Legacy. Also good in Legacy, and I believe in Canadian Highlander. Yes, you mean Vintage? Or also that, yes. Singleton yeah. Vintage? Yes. It's, Sing it's, Singleton Vintage, yes, also there. It goes in at least one deck. And I wouldn't be opposed to putting it in a CEDH deck, given the opportunity. Mm, true. Uh, Peter. Okay, I got something a little different this time. Um, circuit Rider. Prerequisites. Three levels in Cleric, three levels in Ranger. While itinerant priests are not uncommon in many fantasy worlds, you have taken it to another level, developing the skill necessary to reach even the most remote communities with the word of your god. You gain the following benefits. The range of your channel divinity abilities is doubled while you are in your favored terrain. You may spend a use of channel divinity to enhance your primeval awareness. If you do, you learn the rough number, a few, 1 to 10, many, 10 to 20, dozens, 20 to 50, a host, 50 to 100, or an army, 100 plus, and general direction, compass rose point, 
of up to three types of creature you select from the types indicated in the primeval awareness ability and the range is doubled. You gain proficiency with the herbalism kit if you do not already possess it. That is a feat that I wrote and have self-published. Um, I have a, a product called Multiclass Feats up on DriveThruRPG right now. Six possible multi-class combinations from uh, fifth edition. So if that say, sounds interesting, go find it. <laughs> say, say the number of possible again. Your audio skipped a little. 66. There 66. are 12 classes, Mercy. so there are 66 two-class combinations. Okay. Uh, this is something you will likely see in the future on our show because we, as a podcast, now have access to that book. Because DriveThruRPG is excellent. Um, so be prepared for some of that. There are some very interesting... Ooh. Oh, no, we're level one for that game. Never mind. I say I'll try that in my <laughs> new play-by-post, but we're level one. That doesn't really do me any good, does it? Um, okay, that leaves Ben. Blessing of the Forge. At first level, you gain the ability to imbue magic into weapon or armor. At the end of a long rest, you can touch one non-magical item that it, or object that is a suit of armor or simple or martial weapon. Until the end of your next long rest or until you die, the object becomes magic item. Granting a plus one bonus to AC if it's armor and a plus one bonus attack to damage rolls and attacks and damage rolls if it's a weapon. I know that feat. Mm. Bertrand had that um, class ability. So that's a forge cleric power. Yes, it is. Oh, very nice. And Grant. Well, since we're reading gaming stuff, real name, Raphael, alignment anarchist. Attributes, IQ 12, ME 13, MA 11, PS 20, PP 18, PE 20, PB 5, Speed 15. Age 15, sex male, weight 150 pounds, height 4 feet 6 inches, hit points 34, AR 12, and SDC 151. Human features, hands full, biped full, speech full, looks none. Powers, natural body armor, AR 12, <laughs> SDC 60, hold breath 10 minutes. Psionics, none. Level of experience, sixth level. level. Level of education, lifelong martial arts training. Scholastic bonus, none. Occupation, crime fighter. Scholastic skills, none. Weapon proficiencies, uh, psi, paired weapons, size. Blade, chain, blunt, nunchucks, shuriken. And uh, I mean, I could read off percentages on physical skills and training and espionage skills and special training and blah, 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 blah. But it's palladium and it's going to take a while. So yeah, there you go. Oh, that's what that was. Okay. <laughs> Yes, yeah, this is the, like, uh, this is the original Palladium Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness game. Oh, oh, quite no, because yeah. I can see the book in in on your webcam. Quite literally, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, yeah, yes. no, you you have me at Raphael and size. Is this is oh, this yeah. a licensed product? That was the Palladium licensed RPG, um, which started Pallad like Palladium had a fantasy game. And then somehow they landed. It was it really Palladium Fantasy was a D and D heartbreaker. It's like, well, they we have more stats and alignments that are a little different and more numbers and more rules. And then somehow they landed the TMNT license. I'm impressed. <laughs> and they've, I don't believe they have it anymore. But they've kind of ridden the success of that to still being around to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really about the best you can say for Palladium. Yeah, at least as far as rules go. I mean, at the very least, I'm intrigued. But 
Um, I will refer you to Mega Dumbcast. What what other properties do they have the license for? Uh, BattleTech. Oh. Huh. Wait, that's that got me. Uh, at least BattleTech is uh is what's his face right? Richard Garfield. No, no, battle or it was Robotech. No, Robotech is uh, Robotech. Robotech. Yeah, Battletech was Fossa. Robotech was the um uh anime that was like a couple different animes mushed together and uh translated into English as one of the earliest animes released in the US. Yeah, that's also called Mac Macross. Yeah, Macross. Uh, but they're not all the same the anime? No, it was no. a couple different ones that were uh smashed together to make one weird supercut anime that had like a couple different separate storylines going on and it's very different strange. characters and slightly unusual and different art styles uh i think the art was similar enough that it passed yeah it's um okay. this was this was late 80s yeah, yeah. because americans in the 80s just obsessed with anything giant robot japanese mm -hmm. yep in the 80s now whichever <laughs> well, at least now we do it right. <laughs> yeah, we didn't and, know any better in the eighties. <laughs> and of course, Palladium has a bunch of its other, you know, product lines. Uh, you know, uh, Riffs, After the Bomb, Ninjas and Super Spies, Beyond the Supernatural, um, Heroes Unlimited, stuff like that. Again, all basically the same hyper crunchy weird system but wait why would why would they need battletech if fasa already had that like it yeah. already is a game yeah no sorry I, uh, robotech yeah oh robotech okay I, I, was, I was like wait a minute yeah FASA they had palladium had robotech uh, they don't okay. have those anymore okay fascinating <laughs> i mean Listen, the, the history of RPG books in the 80s and 90s was very strange. You know, White Wolf ended yeah. up with the Street Fighter license and did a couple of books on that. Wait, what? <laughs> and it's, and it's very it good. It was kind of cool. It was very yeah. good. White Wolf, Street Fighter. It's very Fighter. hard to find the, these days. Street Fighter, the storytelling game. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that off mics because um, I... it, was, it was decent. Okay, we need to find some PDFs or something, and this is going to get played on the show at some point. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, <laughs> it was, like Grant said, it was actually quite legit. That was... But we're we're going to yeah, be on this digression forever if yeah. we don't bail out yeah, now. We're gonna, I'm very we're gonna okay. We're going to bail out now, but dibs on Zangief. Wait, which one's... Oh, that's fine. Uh... Yeah, that that's fine as long as I get Guile or E Honda. As long as I get E Honda or um, uh, who's the Brazilian dude? Blanca. 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 Yeah, as long as I get. Bear in mind, e -Honda there's or plenty. Of, the the these main characters are ridiculously high level in the that's White true. Wolf game. You're you're the goal is, the way it's presented is you're just sort of like, in the junior leagues of like literally street fighting. Oh, actual street fighting. Okay. Yeah, and it's your job to you know. Go do fights. Go go do go do the street fights. Massively popular, massively profitable underground street fighting ring that everybody knows about, but is somehow still illegal and edgy. Sure, they can do. And also, Shadowloo <laughs> is also definitely there. Don't worry about it. So I can I can get us the uh, the paperback of the 1995 
uh, main book release for just $150 on Amazon. That's right. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, if it helps, uh, Mega Dumbcast, which I, I love because uh, I'm a huge Chris Newton fan, um, but Mega Dumbcast did a whole season on the Secrets of Shadowloo supplement for the Street Fighter role-playing game. So, did a whole season on it? That's amazing. Well, the, the, the conceit of Mega Dumbcast is he goes through a role-playing game book one page per day and finds the dumbest thing on each page. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a mere $75 plus shipping if we go to eBay. All right, <laughs> uh, let's go. The, the fact that it's that expensive should tell you how good it is, though. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm either intrigued or concerned or both. <laughs> this is not in the $5 grab bag mystery pack at your local uh, game store. Let's say no, that. No, no, apparently free RPG. Yeah. This is not a free RPG day book. Okay. No, this is not. Oh, God, can we get this off the shelf? Uh, okay. This Got is it. a legitimate collector item. If somebody sells one of these to Noble Knight, they're like, get the acid proof bag right now. Oh, my <laughs> get me the pack. Okay. 